Hello and welcome back to Transvox. And today is a very chilly day. And I have to say, I'm wrapped up in my oud. Have you ever tried <laughs> one of those? What's an oud? It's like, but basically it's like a giant fluffy sort of parkery type thing, like uh-huh. a one piece. Hello. It's very warm. It's too cold. I'm I'm a, one of those Geordies that moans about the cold all the time. I'm not. Yeah, I'm obviously, living in the South too for so long made me weak. Not a true Geordie, clearly. <laughs> anyway, how are you this week? Yes. Hi, hi, hi everybody. Um, I'm very good, thank you, I think. Equally cold. Um, but not but, moaning. You know, no, it's just bright outside. I've got the heater on. That's okay. Good. Well, it's... Um, it's a lovely day today and I thought well we why don't we talk about the news because actually it's been another one of those funny news weeks where there's been things going on so like, where should we start has it ever we've got three things to talk about just to sort of warn people we're going to talk about the trial of Brianna Jai at the moment later on just in broad terms just to make sure that we're staying abreast of that we also want to talk a little bit about um and the EHRC what's going on there but Let's start with something really positive and really groovy and really exciting. Because last Saturday, what time was it? Six thirty before the quarterfinals of Strictly. There was the return of Doctor Who, and I know Indeed. you're a fan. Who's Indeed. your favourite well, Doctor? Who's your favourite Doctor? Well, growing up, um, I'm Tom Baker's uh, era. Yes. Is, is my, my age, you can date people by the who who their first sort of Doctor Who was. Sort of barely remember John Pertwee, but uh, but but. Well, of course, David Tennant absolutely is the, yeah. is the best. It's, it's very interesting. You said Ood. Ood, Ood is a creature oh, yes. in Doctor Who. There you are. The maybe Ood. maybe that's a subliminal thing. Maybe I don't there mean Ood. There we are. <laughs> they're, they're, it's like this is, uh, this is planned. But uh, yes. Um, but it's remarkable because um, it was, uh, to my mind, very trans-positive uh, return, um, which is amazing to see. Well, it was interesting because it's, um, well, I mean, Russell T. Davis was really behind the reboot with Christopher yes. Eccleston all those years ago. And he's got a history as a gay guy of really being very positive, of a strong advocate for gay rights, trans rights, Absolutely. Um, LGBT rights in the wider sense of things. And I mean, I loved even in the, uh, which I know is a lot upset a lot of people who, um, who were quite annoyed about this. I loved the little um, children they need thing they did with Davos. Yeah, yes. and and Russell's decided that actually it's not a great idea to have um, baddies as wheelchair. Things. I think that's I think that's quite. And I and I was having a long chat with someone saying, "Oh, for goodness' sake, here we go, and we're having to do this, that, and this. Is it not possible for people?" And and I was saying, "No, but it's a symbol symbolism, isn't yeah. it? Why can't we modernize? Why can't we change the of narrative?" Of course, if if you. It's interesting because people, the, 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 you know, you've seen a lot of really positive responses to the, the episode, and we'll, we'll probably go into a bit more detail about it. But you've obviously seen on you loads of people go all woke and all that sort of the, the typical thing. People who seem to be perturbed about this representation, but have no problem with somebody traveling through space and time in a police box. I mean, it is it is just nuts. But but science fiction, and you know, we will do that Star Trek episode one day, I'm sure, has always elements of science fiction have always had an element of progressiveness within it and doctor who if you look back in some of the original series there was progressive um um, you know uh, feminist politics within it and the way they tackled certain issues so it's not new no and you know and i love the fact that russell davis has gone because there was lots of talk about 
uh, woke or progressiveness within the last series of Doctor Who, and he's coming. I was, I don't care. I'm going to really lean into this, right? Yeah. You know, this is what it's about. It's about inclusivity. So, um, I thought that was a, to do it so for to, to my mind the way they tackled the issue uh, to do it so forefront, but also handled quite really deftly in my view. Yeah. I thought was really interesting. And at peak time, when particularly it's a, still a program mainly yeah. aimed at younger people. Yeah. Is is going to really speak to them? I think. I think that's brilliant. It's that it's that family audience slot, isn't it, where people yes. are together. And I mean, there's been a, there's been quite a bit of pushback around the, the the language. A lot of people didn't understand it, of course, which is which is understandable. But for those who did, yeah. you know, when you start asking, you know, when, I think it was the meep, and you have someone, some creature, um, which expresses itself. It wasn't in a definite article or whatever it said. And, um, you know, and he says, oh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm like that. And then you go into this idea. And, of course, suddenly when you discover the thing about the non-binary issue, the trans issue, the, the, the illusions that made earlier in the, in the programme about there being a son and such like and what happens, and suddenly you put two, two, two things together and you realise what is happening is we've got a, a trans thing right in the middle of a peak time thing with a, with a trans actor as well, as I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yasmin Finney? I think uh, she's in Heartstoppers. Yeah, right. she's in Heartstoppers, which was a, a big series aimed at uh, older young people on setting, it's a British series set in schools um, um, on Netflix, I think. Um, great series. So she's came to the forefront in that. And obviously she's depict, uh, I think she's older than the character she's depicting because I think the character 15. Well, you're right. I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, and you definitely um, search it out, um, the character introduces Rose, and there is an element. So they're not afraid to have a little bit of dead name in it. So yeah. as they're walking along, she's walking along with her mum, and two kids ride on the bike and, and, and shout so and so's old name, bit of dead naming, bit. Yeah. And that's you know, and, and and I think they did think about that. My understanding is, but that's the reality of it's... trans people or young trans people. And but it was dealt with that those those were not people to be admired, and the mother's defence of her daughter. Donna's defensive rose, I think, was was really well handled. And then there's a little bit later on where I think a mother and a, a grandmother are just slightly slipping up and saying, "Oh, we're trying to get it right, but sometimes." And I just thought I was really definitely handled the fact that families can struggle at first, uh, maybe to get make sure they get things right. And uh, um, but the fact that they were loving and caring about it and and defensive and supportive is the important thing. So I just thought that was really well handled. Um, as as a subject of introducing a trans character and the reality of a trans character of that age, um, I thought it was re really well handled, and it didn't become then the subject of the program, but it was mm. it was there, and that was clear. I don't know what, whether mm. that's the impact it had on you, Jill, but it certainly I mean made me cry that episode. Just yeah, absolutely. Well, it was just that thing about it was it was also there was a couple of digs, weren't there, about uh, a male presenting doctor couldn't do this. Yeah, there was just a bit let of that. Our go, which is well, what? But why not? And it's interesting, isn't it? Because Doctor Who has been a it, Doctor Who started in the sixties when you know homosexuality was still legal, and That's and you had yeah. codes all the way through it. And there was one Doctor, as I remember, had a rainbow coat. That's and, right. And there's been a lot of symbolism and signalling. Um, and I think one of the episodes was a. I forget what it was. There was a big episode which was all about the effective, effectively what was Clause Twenty Eight at the time, and about having oh, these yeah. rules that affect. Yeah, and so wow. they sort of took on because the thing about you say about science fiction is it's like an allegory, isn't it, for what's oh, going yes. on in the real world? Good, good stuff is yes, yes, yeah. And of course, um, we have Jack, Captain Jack, who was pansexual. 
Yeah. Um, but of course, and what I love about it, it just, the character is the character without sort of trumpeting the labels. Yeah. And it's a bit like, there's, I, I remember reading something about um, um, accepts, acceptance of uh, the Muslim faith in Liverpool and how it, it massively improved during the time that Mo Salah's been there. Yes. Because it's, it's because actually it's about what happens. It's the normalization of these. Things. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hor it's a horrible word normal because normalization. But it's actually in some respects it's a, it's the it's the usual. This is nothing to be. This is you know this is just the the, the kaleidoscope of people, right? Mm -hmm. And you know some people are going to be trans. Some people are going to have different faiths, and and you know. Um, you know, you get the pushback. So why do we have to have representation is so important. If I had seen as a 10 year old, an episode of Doctor Who yeah, that had great. a trans character in when yeah. I was a screwed up, terrified 10 year old, full of shame about who I was to see that would have been amazing um, to, to see that representation. And that's why I think it's so brilliant that we have good representation now on, on television. And this was just another example of it. Yeah. And something that is, you know, it is global, so it will be seen by other countries on the world and certainly what, watched in the States as well. And it, uh, I just thought the fact that they didn't shy away from doing that because they knew they would get criticism in some quarters. They knew that some newspapers won't like it, some commentators won't like it. And the answer is, well, tough. You know, if you go and live your, um, you know, as I think Russell Tate says, David said, "Interview, you continue to live your sad, lonely lives, right? Yeah. This is this is the world, right?" So, I, I it did fill me with real joy to watch that. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it's been coming. I mean, we've had openly lesbian relationships. Actually, the the previous Doctor uh, had a had a lesbian. It was hinted at a lesbian relationship. Bill Potts in the Peter yeah. Capaldi thing. That was a yeah. proper lesbian relationship. And again, it was this thing about, it was just part of the character. It wasn't, hey, I'm a lesbian. Let's make a real big song and dance about it. What, what you had was a fully developed character in a fully developed script doing stuff. And, and it's this thing that we often talk about as being trans. The fact that we're trans is the least important thing about us. What it you is. want are strong role models doing strong things that happen to be that happen to yeah. be different to the the sort of the normative. I mean that's the way I describe myself someday. I try and describe myself as a woman who happens to be trans. I happen to be tall. It is just yeah. part of what makes me up. And that, I, I think it's important that that is um regularized and normalized within representation of film and media. And there are places where that becomes more explicit. Russell Davis has written programs like It's a Sin, which was amazing yeah. recently, Queer as Folk. The first thing I saw that he wrote, something called Bob and Rose. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, that. I, that. I love yeah. that with Alan Davis. It's about an openly gay man who fell for a woman. I think they got yeah. married in that film. And it was really just an interesting exploration of, of that. But, um, but when you're talking about other things, having those characters, you know, as part of just that they're there and it's not it's not the reason they're there it, you know the story isn't about them in trans or being gay or their race yeah. or their sex is that move we need and uh and you know if people object to it and say well it's just too much well it'll stop being too much when it's not when we don't need it to be too much you know when we don't need yeah. representation we still need it and and what makes me proud because of course my background is performing arts and this has always been less of an issue with the performing arts because yes. you've got people who are much more 
who are much more in a talent in a talent based world. It doesn't your sexuality doesn't matter. Actually, you're either good at something or you're not. And if you're good at something, you'll get through. And there are there's been very many there's been all sorts of different ways of jigging um quotas and jigging sort of representation across the years, but it always gets found out because in the performing arts world, you can't fake it. But what's great is what they've done is resisted the urge to put non LGBT characters into those roles. So you've got LGBT characters playing straight roles, but also non-straight roles as well. So what you're seeing is a, is a fantastic opportunity to get these people into the into people's living rooms and just show talent. And once yeah. you show talent, you know, my understanding is um, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in the series. Who, you know, who's, yeah, yeah. You know, is really great. But also, um, is it Jinx Monsoon, one of the drag artists? And, uh, yes, it is. And one of, I mean, how fantastic is that? So we're getting the whole, we're getting the whole rainbow, or they're getting the whole degree of um, diversity in what two or three episodes. And then, of course, we're going to have a new Doctor when um, this one of three episodes is over. But it's been, it's been a genius thing to bring back that relationship, which was, which was so powerful. One of the most popular relationships of all time. Oh God, yes. Donna and um, David Tennant thing, and. Um, and then and then wrap the story around it because it really has. I mean, it was it was not the world's greatest story. It wasn't the world's greatest episode, but I think it's a symbolism and actually so much goodwill and positivity about it. I mean, it's a bit clunky when they did it, but you know why not? No, it was no, great. no. And, and David Tennant is a specific yeah uh, advocate for trans rights. I think he wears yeah. he often wears a. I think he's I think he's got a non-binary child. Wears a he's, non-binary pin. I've yeah. seen. I saw him with a t-shirt on. That if actually we see little slogan said stop obsessing about trans kids you freaks or something yeah. you know proper proper yeah. out there um, speaking up so this isn't you know I think this is a coincidence that this is you know um, so yeah great positive stuff and good and representation is just so so important and, and it's think, good that you know sorry go on no I was going to say I think one of the things is he was wearing a um, trans TARDIS. Did you see that? That's right. With the, yeah, with the, the, and it's, if, uh, they sold it to and it's sold it, and the proceeds are gone to a trans charity. I think it's about yeah, yeah, they, they grand. yeah, yeah. Which is you know in this day and age, for any you know, so many people. You know, you're right about the performing arts, but there are so many people in the performance still a bit worried about speaking out and in support oh, yeah. for what you get. You because you get a backlash. I mean, David Tennant was was called a groomer by um, the infamous Graham Lenahan, who is the comedy writer, who is who is the epitome of a, a transphobic bigot, um, and attacked and attacked him, you know, so you, and I think, you know, um, attacked him. So, you know, I think a lot of people even want to be supportive are a little bit worried just because of the atmosphere in the UK. So it's really heartening when people go, no, I'm going to go full in on this. There's no, there's no half measures on this. Yeah. Um, so no, um, that's really good. That's a really good start to the week, if you it of is. course. That and, and it's interesting. And it's interesting because if you look at the news from the States, it's unrelentingly bad. There's a really good podcast and blog I read over there, um, an investigative journalist who a, a calls out all of the um uh, the crimes committed by um people that wear skirts oh, and always pastors, strangely enough, uh, in the US, and also does a lot of work around the legislation that's going on in the different American states. And I think if you're interested in politics, it's worth having a look. But if you're anxious about the trans world, it's probably best that you avoid it. And just right. and just recognise that however terrible it is here, it's a lot, lot worse in other places. In fact, I just had to turn down some work in a country where, uh, because of my, you know, my status, 
I can't work there anymore because actually the threat is uh, anyone who is LGBT will be imprisoned and external people now are susceptible to the same punishments, which are stoning and death. Yes. And I've mentioned that before. And it's, and when I listen to people talk, talk about the UK, we do have to, we do have to recognize that we, however, however tricksy it is. And this is why I'm so much more optimistic than other people. I think perspectives usually live. However unpleasant, and it's not excusing the unpleasantness of where we are, but my goodness, we're, we're luckier than compared to certain parts of the world. That's true, and I'm probably the one that's more, more pessimistic. Um, you're right. Again, it depends where you're comparing. If we compare ourselves to Europe, we're, we're sort of sitting in the middle. There are certainly more progressive countries, and there are certainly some Poland, for instance, and things that have gone backwards. And, and it's no coincidence that's come along with the rise of far-right politics in some countries but uh and some horrible stuff happening in in, in italy at the moment oh, as yeah. well for instance but um so it's up and down i still think because it's a progressive nation it's the it's the politics and the established written media controlled by a few people yeah. that's always fundamentally seems to have set the agenda for these <gasps> Did you see that there was, uh, this is one of my non-stories because I can't remember the name, but there's been a link now directly to all the tra- anti-trans groups, all the anti-non-binary groups, all the anti-progressive um, gay groups has been linked back to a specific American billionaire whose name totally escapes me. And it's not because of litigation, just, just gen- you know what I'm like with names. Yeah. But actually there's now this absolute correlation between specific individuals and the funding of these anti-trans oh, things. So, I mean, definitely it's true that, um, now whether it's from the bin, but certainly far right, fundamental, um, some, some I don't know, Tarbrush, fundamental Christian evangelical groups from America have been helping funding anti-trans activists that's over true. here. But this is a People specific like individual. And things, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. that's good. Well, yeah, they may welcome back. I mean, it's a political, yeah. it's a political process to attract trans people to then attack LGBT community as a whole. You know, it's yeah. all part of that piece. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. so that was the good news of the week, and I think I think with due respect and just a trigger warning for anyone who's listening now, we do want to talk Indeed. a little bit about the trial of Brianna Guy. Um, mm. Now, I don't really know how you pronounce that surname, Jen. So, Have you got yeah, some views? My understanding is it's Brianna Jai. I think it's okay. I think it's spelled G H E Y, but yeah. I, I do remember at the time. So Brianna Jai was, uh, I think, was she sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen? Sixteen. She About was murdered. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in the northwest of England. 16, she yeah. was. Yeah, she was murdered in a park, and uh, the trial is taking place of the two. Uh, young kids. people, also te- yeah. teenagers, accused of uh, uh, her murder, and and that's so that's now being reported this week, which has been difficult to read. Um, it's it's a pretty shocking uh, to read some of the court transcripts or what's been said, and the whole thing is is pretty shocking. Um, but yes, there's definitely you know a really the whole thing with Brenna Shai, I think, has just uh, affected me um, even at the time because the way the press handled. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, there was a bit about, um, I think I spoke of it before about, I think, the, was it the Sunday Times or one newspaper altered their copy when they realised she was trans yes, to remove right. the word girl and use the word pupil. That was yeah. just really shocking. Yeah. And then there's the other thing that the other thing that just made me sad was realising because she was 16, um, because of our laws haven't progressed that she would be buried 
under the wrong gender on, yeah. on, on our on desk because the state doesn't recognize that and that yeah. this is a girl who had was very clear who she was and had suffered bullying for it and was still steadfastly know who she was and yet the state says well we know better mm. you know um that's you know uh that 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 was the added sadness to the tragedy of the murder to me that those added aspects um but yeah to to see those reports was pretty pretty horrifying really and i think we were shouting out support and and such like and hoping like everything if you shine a light under the rocks you know what you find are some quite unpleasant things but which means we have to shine the light because we have to face them and yeah. be aware of them and because that's how change happens isn't it by pe making people aware it is it is i mean interesting uh, uh, my understanding is it's not being prosecuted as a hate a hate crime a hate murder um but it does seem that her trans identity you know her identity as a girl who happened to be trans yeah form part of that if you, if you hear some of the reporting about some of the conversations apparently reported about about her um so i think i, I i'm not a legal expert so i find that difficult to understand i mean ultimately a murder is uh it's so tragic anyway it's uh but that's really interesting what what i worry about is the reporting of it yeah um and i was particularly disappointed to see uh i think it was a bbc journalist who had a thread or a journalist that works for the bbc anyway who had a thread on twitter that reported the dead naming of brianna where, which adds absolutely nothing to public discourse of news yeah. there's no need to do that even if it was used within the court it adds nothing to report that name because I certainly wasn't aware of it, and yeah. and that's and, that, and that's somebody probably just not understanding the importance of not dead naming because as soon as you do, you are devaluing somebody's identity. As soon as you do that, yeah. it happened to me in the workplace. That's not as serious as this, but um, yeah, that 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 sort of reporting worries me that. Uh, um, and sensationalized aspect of reporting but it's really sad for all of us I think in the community to see this uh this trial and, and listen to what's happened in this this trial you know uh it's 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 um yeah there's nothing to say really it's just you know no. once well, the human beings have this immense capacity for art and drama and beauty and such like and extreme ugliness ugliness and violence and such like and it's just yeah yeah you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? And talking about uh, another sort of less savory, you know, savory bit of the press this week. Um, um, basically, what's going on with what is going on with the human rights watchdog? Because apparently, it could be downgraded and blocked from the United Nations rights bodies over its recommended definition of sex. So, any thoughts on this? Well, yeah, I said the the, the, the what is it? The I can't remember how it's pronounced. HHRC. The HR, the Equality and Human Rights Commission, which is the is it UK wide or just England? I think it's UK wide. I think it's UK so wide. To, yeah, which has had some uh, questions over their attitude towards trans rights with yeah. some of the comments they've been making over the years and actually some of the leadership as well uh, of that body that many people in the trans community certainly lost um, um, respect for it. Now the United Nations are saying they're going to cover a question over this. So those over their proposal, which would, my understanding is what they're looking at is the, the definition of sex within the Equality Act. Yeah. So it doesn't remove the protection for people with gender identity, but what it would do, for instance, is say, if that, if I understand that right, I couldn't be sexually discriminated against as a woman. 
So if I was sexually harassed, if under their definition, because that's not my sex assigned at birth, then I wouldn't be sexually harassed. No, which and is I think, extraordinary if I think about it. Yeah, you just be harassed, uh, and 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 the challenge here is whether they go back to what's on the birth certificate or whether they go back to how you were signed at birth. So I think getting your birth certificate changed ASAP is really, really important well, for those of I you suppose, who are in the process. I suppose, yeah, many people haven't. Many people yeah, can't. won't in the current process, and, and I haven't um, and won't as the current process stands. But, um, you know, that needs that needs reforming. But, yes, that either way, that, that narrowing of that definition, meaning that, you know, um, if somebody sexually assaulted a trans woman or a trans man, if they were sexually assaulted or, or sexually harassed in the West, we're not talking about crimes, are we? We're talking about um, the Equality Act. But if somebody sexually harassed, it, they would not, it, that would be like an employment tribunal, things like that. That would not be seen as sexual harassment. Yeah. I don't know how they would codify it. It seems an entirely. Um, ideology driven idea because it doesn't affect it doesn't in any way damage anybody else to do that it doesn't yeah. any way remove any protections from cisgendered women for instance within the act it doesn't it just means that some people have less protections in the act so why would a body that seeks to improve equality and human rights wish to do that but that's the politics of the uk at the moment isn't it that's it my uh Pennyworth. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that, again, what you have is this move to the right, but we've got people, there's always a counterbalance. Uh, this is my source of optimism. It's, there's always someone prepared to stand up for it. You know, it's, it's that classic thing about this narrow populist agenda has to fight in our world. In, in these worlds, and, and certainly the UK, a lot of government structures or a lot of public bodies that will not do that. And, um, and and it's for us to win the argument about why that's important, because, of course, it's very easy to win the argument. It's very simple, very clear to people that don't understand that sex makes a lot of sense. When you talk to people, do you, do you have sex-based rights? Yeah, well, I'm a man or a woman. Because no one's really, we've not really won the argument yet about how people's gender identity really works. And yet you just have to spend three or four seconds talking to someone about identity and they absolutely get it. And then they go, ah, right, I understand now. But, you know, one of the things we've got to do is to, is to start, you know, we have to go into that, you know, the um, the, the big part of the bell, bell curve, which is neither end of the thing, and start winning those arguments. And and there are lots of trans advocates who are doing that. There are tons of people who are doing that. And, and um, and you know one of the biggest people who will do that is the media and Russell T Davis to come back to him. That's, That's why, why they, it's absolutely. so important. That is important, but it's but I mean I think what what the worry is is you're right. We need to do that, but where is our voice being heard? So it's not being heard in any of that mainstream print media. It just isn't. They just won't report positive trans stories. The BBC are reluctant. It seems to me. Um, uh, to report positive trans stories, so there are areas, and you know, um, and, and we need to go on that. But, there are, but but it's a real battle because that's, you know, try and get a positive story in a in a in a newspaper. You, you, you do struggle get, to find it, one. 
You do get them. They funnily enough, you get them on Channel Four. You get them on Sky. Yeah. You know, it was the smaller sort of. Uh, now Sky's not part of Murdoch's empire. You know, now it's an American yes. organization. It's 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 better. But you're right. And you know what's interesting? Yeah, I think it's the role of workplaces which are having the biggest impact because, of course, lots of world workplaces places have a vested interest in making sure that the. The whole of the pink washing thing works, and that a we've they've got pink customers, uh, you know, use the horrible dick expression, and trans people are part of that, so they're fine. I mean, it was quite interesting recently when I went into a shop and said, um, what was that? I said something along the lines, I can't remember the exact specific phrase, I said something along the lines, do you object to trans people? and say, we, we don't object to anybody with money in their pockets. And I thought that was that was possibly one of the most refreshing things I'd heard that day because actually, again, it's about what's real life to most people. If you're running a business, it's can I eat it myself? And trans people are welcome because they're going to spe- spend their cash. And I said, actually, if you welcome more trans people, you would see your profits really improve because there are so few places where you can really just go and chill out. And so, and actually, sucked in the teeth and said, that's really I didn't know about that. And this is the thing we'd not. And this is why the Russell T. Davis is great. Where they're yeah. educating the, the the great mass of people in the organisation and in the, in the country who don't who don't understand there's a problem. It's really interesting. I, I can't think I ever asked that question when I first started shopping. So I think I can't remember ever asked that question. Maybe because it was different a different world, world in two different world. It didn't feel any need to. Everybody different, just felt it was perfectly. Accepted. There's there's another topic for another podcast. Do you know what? um, I I was chatting once to a person who who worked in a, and this is what started me thinking, they worked in one of the big brand shops, you know, for the shops for bigger women. Yes, um, Evans. That sort of thing. It isn't Evans, but I'm not going to name the the store for all sorts of reasons. There are a couple. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They're all part of the same company now, actually. Quite interesting. There is only one company, which is why the prices are shot up. But because I said, um, you must be, they said, oh, yeah, we always see tall people coming in and it's always blokes dressed up as women. And uh, I said, I think you're missing the point there. And they, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, but they're the wrong shape, where the wrong, you know, it's all different. It's all this and that. that. And underneath it was just this lack of understanding that yeah. if you get a That's bunch so, of trans people so going into your shop, it's really, really good news. It's That's like so disappointed. I mean, I. It is. But that's the thing, it's one person. And this is the point, isn't it? You can have all these organisational things and then just one person can let it down. And the reverse is true. You can have really negative organisations and one person can make you feel really welcome. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, savvy organisations and, you know, I'd like to think they did the, the right thing because they want to do the right thing. But they've probably come to realise doing the right thing is good for the profits. So, yeah. I see. I, I, I just, I, I'm the other way around. I think, I think they should just think about us as being people that come and spend their money because mm-hmm. actually then everybody's equal in their eyes. They're simply how much money can yeah. we get from these people? And that's a really, in a, in a way, that's so unemotional. It's so, the vested interests are so clear that actually that becomes a really safe space for people because you just say, if you want me to spend money, you do, you do this, this, and this. And then they look at you and think, oh, okay, I'll think yeah. about that then. And Indeed. anyway, because everything in my life resolves brand shopping, as you know. So, uh... Well, there's, I think, a co- uh, maybe a future pod, yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Well, until then, I shall look forward to Doctor Who on um, Saturday night again and some more Strictly. And um, it's getting close to the end of Strictly. I should be crying soon in a couple of weeks, but... Uh... <laughs>
fast enough so I get a whole lot colder and less cheerful. We'll do a po- we'll do a pod at the end of Strictly. We'll talk about Strictly. We'll do a whole Strictly pod, yeah. I don't even know what we're waiting. Maybe next week. <laughs> Big soon. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And, uh, but as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.